So I was about three or four, probably weighed about 20, 25 pounds. And there I am in the hotel swimming pool on vacation playing with my siblings. When my sister, who was about nine or 10 and probably about 65 pounds and didn't really understand buoyancy, came to hang on my shoulder the same way she could hang on my mom or dad's shoulder to take a break. Unfortunately, they didn't really notice what was going on and I just remember going down under the water, being, having that feeling of not being able to breathe, taking water into my lungs, thrashing about wildly, just trying to really, you know, get away from her grip. Fortunately, a stranger on the side of the pool did realize what was happening, and he jumped in and pulled me out right in the nick of time. Ever since that day, I had a really healthy fear of drowning. But I still learned how to swim, and I went to the pool in the summer with my friends, but I would sit in the deep end and tread water for hours rather than put my head underwater. In fact, if I was going off the diving board, it was only because I had goggles, a nose plug, and I was only going feet first, so I actually wouldn't go that far down. Flash forward, and I moved to Alaska, where there are so many new outdoor adventure activities to get into. At first, I learned about backcountry skiing, and I thought, why would you walk up the mountain when there are lifts? But I soon learned to love it. And then I learned about pack rafting. And for those of you who don't know what a pack raft is, it's a small boat that can fit in your hiking backpack so you can go miles and miles into the wilderness, then blow up your boat, get in the water, and float out. Simple enough. <laughs> Except it seemed a little terrifying to me. The thing about a mountain is uh, if things go badly when you're skiing or something, you can generally fall down the mountain or you can take the skis off and walk down, but the mountain is generally solid underneath you. The thing about water is, if it goes badly, the water keeps moving. But I didn't really want to share this, what I considered somewhat embarrassing fear. So instead, I agreed to do a three-hour instructional course with my friend. And it was pretty successful in that I stayed in the boat. But I also learned all the other ways you could die in Alaska's rivers. <laughs> there are strainers, sweepers, holes, getting your limbs stuck on something underneath the water. But that didn't stop me. <laughs> I still did a few pack rafting trips with my friends. Um, and they were successful, successful from my point of view in that I didn't flip. Although there was one time where I did have to haul myself out onto a log, then haul the boat out of the water, carry all my gear across said log and across the sandbar to the rest of my group who clearly had chosen not to go down that channel. But I managed. <laughs> and then two of my best friends, who are also two of the most experienced paddlers I know, decided to get married. And to celebrate, they wanted us all to come up to Healy and raft the Nanana. Now, the Nanana is a big river. It's wide. It's got fast-moving water. It's got class 4-plus rapids and canyons. But I figured this would be OK, because we weren't going in pack rafts. We were going to go in big multi-person rafts. So I was going to be with other people who actually knew what they were doing. And instead of being in a pack raft, which is always a little shaky and feels like you're sitting in the water, these rafts you sit up on tubes, so it's a totally different experience. My biggest fear was actually the cold. Because it being September in Healy, it had snowed the night before we were going to do this. Luckily, my friends had come prepared. They brought extra waterproof gear and lovely layers to wear under our dry suit to keep warm, including this owl onesie, which was clearly meant for me, because who else is it going to fit? But I had my lucky onesie on, and we're getting ready to go. And there's going to be three boats. The first boat is going to have six paddlers and a guide. And to me, that seemed like the most dangerous option, so I did not volunteer for that boat. 
The other two were gonna be oar boats, which are boats with a metal frame on top where there's really one person who's the guide and they do all the work and everyone else is just along for the ride. The first oar boat was gonna be guided by a guy who was a bit older and had kids. And I thought that was the safest option because I figured people with kids don't take stupid chances. <laughs> but for various reasons, I didn't end up in that boat. I ended up in the second oar boat, which was guided by a friend who was still a much more experienced boater than I was. And myself and the other person in the front had a paddle, so when we were going through rapids, we could help if we needed some extra power. Off our caravan goes. And we're going, we're going through rapids, and there's some splashes, and it's all in good fun. And then we go around a corner, and we see a really big rapid in front of us. And the first boat goes right for it, and at the last second, veers off. The second boat saw what they had done and decided to just avoid it and go around. Our guide looked at that and said, oh, we should definitely do this. This is going to be so much fun. Start paddling. So there we are. We're going straight for this rapid, full speed ahead. And I think he first realized that this was probably a bad idea as his body was sailing through the air over my head. You see... It wasn't a big rapid, it was a big hole. And so as soon as we hit, he was the highest in the boat and he just got launched. Then the person next to me got really scared, so he jumped in the center of the boat, which threw the boat off balance and made it tip up 90 degrees, spilling both me and the person behind me right into the water. And that's where everything slowed down. I remember my face approaching the water and thinking, all right, this is it, you're going in. <laughs> And then all of a sudden I had that feeling of going down, getting pulled down deeper and deeper into the hole. But I didn't panic. Instead I said, you're wearing a life vest, you're going to pop up at some point. <laughs> and then, you know, breathe slowly, don't waste your air. And you can use your arms to help. Oh, and, and keep your feet close so they don't get pinned on anything. So there I am, pumping and pumping away, and after what felt like an eternity, but was probably only about 30 seconds, I finally burst out into the air. Oh my gosh, it's a new day. I can breathe again. I'm on the surface. This is wonderful. Well, now what do I do? <laughs> oh yeah, get to the shore or get to the boat. Well, I look to my left, I look to my right, and I am right in the middle of the river. <laughs> shore is not happening. And I look for the boat. Well, the boat is still about half mile behind me, still in that hole, turning in circles, with the two people that were still in it screaming and crying hysterically because they thought all of us were dead, which up until that point, I probably would have agreed was a valid conclusion. Eventually, the other boats help out, and they get all three of us out of the water and all boats to shore, and everyone who had just witnessed this incident is panicked. Oh my God, are you guys okay? Are you cold? Are you wet? I'm so sorry. And I... I felt great. I had just faced my biggest fear of involuntarily being thrown into the water, and I survived. And ever since then, I've had a totally different view on water sports. I've pack rafted, and I've flipped a few times, and it's been fine. And now, well, now I can't fit in a boat, but I, I look forward to getting out next summer, although I think I'll leave the baby at home. <laughs>